is Jackie Joy, and you are listening to the hottest podcast around, The Statement Show, with Terry James and Zach Jakey. From the Night Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area, this is The Statement Show. I am your host, Terry James, along with my co-host, Zach Chahi. We're covering sports, technology, entertainment, news, and everything in between. The lights are on. It's Sunday, September 23rd. Welcome back to another episode of The Statement Show. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahey, and we're the podcast that fits in no category. That's right, Zach. Hey, man, I feel I need to throw a little disclaimer out there. If anyone is listening to the show with small children present, you might want to send them somewhere else. Because today, we have none other than adult film star Miss Jackie Joy. That's right, Jackie Joy, a really cool interviewer. I mean, she's got a great personality. She just sounds like, you know, the next door neighbor. People have this perception away of, of adult film actresses, porn stars, however you want to put it. They have this misconception of how they are and she was just really cool and she puts you at ease the way she talks to you she's just fantastic interview uh nothing like i thought she'd be to be honest with you like i said everybody has this kind of misconception of what they're like so uh what did you think terry right let me tell you something i thought that when we first began the interview i was a little you know you're, you're like you said you always have that oh boy what, what are we getting ourselves into but it was real quick when she got on the phone and and she just became almost literally one of the guys you could just tell that she just didn't care she just threw things out there i I was amazed at candid ability just to to tell us exactly how she felt about everything. As a matter of fact, Zach, and I know you and I were talking about it off air, we were the ones that were a little concerned on how we wanted to talk with yeah, her. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't want to we didn't want to bring something up and then have her snap at us. So you know, you you take it back a little bit and you want to see what the perception they're kind of holding to you as far right. as you just want to try to put them you know at ease and make sure they're okay with what you're asking. So she was fantastic, and right. we didn't get you know we wanted to ask her questions we didn't think everybody else would be asking her we wanted to try to get some information that just everyday people want to know and and kind of curious about but maybe just kind of too scared to ask or not so we just kind of just went out there and asked her and like i said she was a fantastic interview yeah she was amazing and uh, uh real quick actually zach before we get into the interview with jackie i just kind of wanted to remind everyone that if you want the latest news on the podcast Remember to follow us on Twitter at Statement Show. And also don't forget to visit us on our website, thestatementshow.com. And as, as you know, this week was a prime example of why everyone needs to be following us on Twitter. Because some guests we can line up, you know, months, weeks, months in advance. But this happened to be one of those where it was like, well, well I can do it tomorrow. Exactly. So. <laughs> the, the planets and the stars all aligned just at the right time. And it just kind of worked out this way. Next time, you know, if everybody just follows us on Twitter at Statement Show and you can find out, you know, who's coming on and if you have any questions. Uh, right. So anyway, fantastic job. And she does tell you about her projects, how you can get a hold of her if you want like a live show or you want to see some of her shows and stuff that she's doing. She does mention it. We ready to get to it, James? I'm ready. Let's All do right. it. Here's the interview with Jackie Joy. On the phone, we have adult film star, Miss Jackie Joy. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? Good morning. How are you? We are doing <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, we called you a little early. You're up. You're ready to go? Yeah. 
<laughs> slowly. <laughs> I'm drinking my coffee, so I'm trying to get myself back up and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a that that's definitely true there. Hey, a, a lot of our uh, listeners have definitely been uh, quite inquisitive uh, regarding yourself. So, if you could, would you be able to uh, just give us a little information about yourself? You know, maybe how old you are, where you're from, all that kind of good stuff. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I was born and raised in Eastern Pennsylvania. Now I live in Philadelphia, the best city in the United States. And I'm 27 years old. I live with my two cats, and I do porn. That <laughs> 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 sums, sums it up right there. <laughs> we saw on your uh, Twitter page, 2012 AVN nominee for Unsung Starlet of the Year. Do you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Well, usually um, Unsung Starlet means you know someone who hasn't been recognized for her you know work in the industry or any industry for you know however long that she's been in it so i was kind of happy that i finally did it or finally got it because it's been like eight years and Mm -hmm. i never got a nomination or an avian award or anything i was happy to be nominated i kind of felt like it was a little unfair though because some of the people that were on there did get nominated for things previous years for like other stuff like girl girl boy girl whatever so me and Sophie D were probably the two that really haven't been recognized for anything, but I didn't win, neither did she. So, <laughs> oh well. Now, can I ask you, does an award like this command more respect in the industry? I, I wouldn't say it makes more respect in the industry for that one, because I think, like, I guess Best Starlet and Best Porn Star, or whatever categories they have, are the ones that are recognized the most. I was just happy to be nominated, like, period. I was hoping to win it, but... I didn't. <laughs> oh well, there's always this year. And and okay, what actually made you decide to get into the adult entertainment industry? That's funny. I always get asked that question. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I was at Penn State my first year, just got into college, you know, when everyone was actually using MySpace, companies from Philadelphia contacted me and they're like, Hey, you know, you're beautiful, did you ever think about doing, you know, I guess erotic videos and I was like no but elaborate because it sounds just a shame so they're like would you be interested in doing a blowjob scene for a certain amount of money and I kind of was just like sure <laughs> I continue to do it then and that's how, that's the story huh yeah that, that, that wow. is I did a couple couple more times with them uh, with a girl that I went to college with as well and then I found out there was this whole porn career. So I was like, you know what? You know, I already did a couple videos. I can't turn back. So I might as well just go full force. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I noticed you say you get asked that question a lot. And what we try to, what we try to do here is we, we, we try to ask you some questions that maybe, you know, not the most common questions that you're always getting. Do you look at this as like a jumping point? Do you see yourself going from the adult film industry into the mainstream movies? Are you trying to get into uh, more, how do I put this, legitimatized uh, movies, like big rating movies? Um, You know, I'd love to. I think it'd be really cool. You know, I know some people, uh, like Brie Olsen has tried, and then Sasha Gray has definitely, like, try to jump over. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing. I kind of, like, my idol is Lisa Ann, my favorite person, and I love her death, and we both came from the same city, so it just kind of feels like we have a connection, so I kind of want to go down her path. You know, she's beautiful, 40 years old, and she's still doing porn and having a grand old time doing it, so I think that's what I want to do. I'm already eight years into it, so... Full force, and if something else opens up for me that's in the mainstream industry, you know, 
I'll definitely go for it. But for right now, I'm, I'm content. You know, I've been on some reality shows, stuff like that, but just having fun now. So what type of reality shows? Well, I did Playboy for some. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. And then I also did Jersey Licious, which is kind of like Jersey Shore, but for hairstylists. Sure. Yeah, I've actually heard of that show. Yeah, definitely. It's it's all <laughs> not to burst everyone's bubble, but, you know, Jersey Licious is so scripted. So I did that a couple times, and then I was like, okay, you know, I kind of don't want to do scripted reality shows anymore. So right now I'm kind of filming for my own pilot that I have a camera crew following me around. So they're following me around completely to where they don't script anything. They just follow me everywhere I go, film everything, and then they edit what they like. And then we're going to send it to people and see who picks it up. That's amazing. Good luck on that. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I mean... I have a crazy life, so I think it'd be funny. <laughs> well, you you definitely see a lot of people have reality star uh, reality TV shows right now. I mean, there's everything from Shark Tanks to people restoring items, and you have people out there like Tori Spelling, who's got her own reality show. And it seems like though they have a reality show for almost everything. You don't really see one for like you know an adult film star or a porn star. You don't really see anything like that to show like the other side of how they're maybe just normal people. Everybody kind of has this you know this look or feel that they just kind of put you in a category and they don't look at you like you don't do anything like everybody else does they just imagine you're this crazy person would you would you say that more down to earth than most people think that you are oh yeah everyone thinks for some reason i don't know why everyone thinks that i live in la so no matter what i say (laughs) everyone thinks i'm living in la you know that's where every porn star is but i I live in philly i I stayed in philly and i stayed in pa because it keeps me grounded and keeps me normal like friends. I have my family here. I like to hang out, you know, stroll my cats in a stroller around Philly. I like to snowboard, you know, all the normal things that people think that I don't do. They think that I just live this celebrity life and nobody can touch me or talk to me. And that's not true. I like to chill and relax and be normal once in a while. Everyone has a reality show. And especially, I was just tweeting about it, the stupid honey boo-boo reality (laughs) show. Oh, God. I want to, like, shoot myself. I watched <laughs> it yesterday, and it's, it's just about this fat family. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's definitely a train wreck uh, <laughs> you can't look away from. That's what I think is so hilarious about it, because she, I think she's one of those kids that came off the... I don't know what is it Tierra for toddlers or something along that line and they she I guess people just kind of liked that it's kind of like that white trailer trash kind of feel for it I guess that's why I, I like it just because of that because it's not like every reality show where it's like oh I you know I do this or there's beautiful girls or yada 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 it's mm-hmm. this ugly family with this ugly little kid I was dying sitting there the one time and she sneezed and all the snot came out her nose and she just sat there for a good like two minutes and I stared at it. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Actually, I, I think I saw that clip last night myself. It is pretty disgusting. She just sat, they just sat there staring at her for, it seemed like a good 40, 50 seconds with her sitting there. She didn't even hand. move. Yeah, it was yeah. disgusting. And that was like, that's the entertainment factor of the show. That's the show right there. It's ridiculous. And, yeah, um, oh my God, but, great. The mom's like, I have so much crust, you know, sometimes I have to like wipe it off. I'm like, ew, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I, I definitely, I think you have a, a great shot at it. It's honestly, in a way, it's not really a unique idea because if you think about it, uh, one of the most highest rated reality shows on TV is stems from a porn video and, and, uh, Kim Kardashian. That's really where she got her big, that's where everybody knows her from. That's where she originally got her fame from. And that's all this is spun off from. It's really kind of increased the whole family status. There's mm-hmm. some people might disagree. I think that's, that's where she got her start. So. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, now she blew up to be like freaking millionaire off mm-hmm. of a, 
a reality show. And her her reality show is kind of pointless. It just follows her around, and she's not really famous for anything except maybe her sex tape or whatever she has going on. And, and I always think it's funny. It's not ironic how uh, that they fall in love with just happens to be you know super uber rich. The size of your wallet that decides whether you know they're going to go out with you or not. It just it's funny. They're all going out with sports stars or super rich people. It just almost it just doesn't seem real in a way. There's something distant about it. Somebody real, I think, would really come across great. Yeah. But, well, that's what we're trying to like. That's why um, the one people I, I met them through Craigslist or whatever, and they were doing a thing called Love Heartache and uh, Love Heartache and something else. And it was like an interview to interview different people, celebrity status regular people to ask them you know what they think about sex and love a whole bunch of questions but uh they're like oh you know you have an awesome life like you seem funny you know you're a porn star you seem like you have a normal life too so let's film it and let's not have it staged because i hate that i was like listen i was like my life is crazy enough i was like i don't need to stage scenarios or anything just follow me and you'll see and they did follow me the other night last weekend and all I remember is laying in my bed really, really drunk and staring up and there's cameras in my face and then I woke up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine what they got on camera at all because I, I just remember getting really drunk and there was like, I just remember clips. I remember being outside in Philly and two of my friends were like in each other's faces screaming and I'm trying to be the mediator. Then I remember being home, throwing up. What can you tell us? I mean, you're in the beginning process. Basically, so they're following you around and then they're going to shop it around to get somebody to try to pick it up. Is that basically yeah. how it works? So what is, yeah. what, what's something about the reality shows most people don't know? Something you might want to share with us. Is there anything, like like you said with the one show that you were on, there was some kind of scripting going on there. It's not exactly reality. It's kind of scripted reality, right? Well, in every reality show, even if I'm not on it, but I've been to where my other friends have been on it too, it's usually, it is scripted. Like, whatever, what they try to do is they try to listen to the stories of what happened, like Jersey Alicia's, for example. You know, they have Olivia and Tracy fighting all the time. That all happened previous to the show. So they hear all these stories, so they try to re-script it so that they start fighting again or the beef that they have between each other because Tracy and Olivia don't hate each other anymore. Mm -hmm. But on the show, they pretend they hate each other. And what they'll do is they'll put them in scenarios and then, um, you know, they'll get what they want to get them to say what they want to say. And then if they want to change something, they'll stop and be like, okay, you know what? You should say this again. Or, oh, that was really funny. So like, let's elaborate on that. And it's kind of like, really? So they, they basically script it so that they feel what people want to see the controversy. So yeah, pretty much. And I, you know, when I was on Jersey Delicious, they had me, they're like, oh, well, you're going to go on a date with the male guys on there. And he's, they're like, well, you know, he's already going to know about it, but it's going to pretend he doesn't know about it. Oh. So you're going to be at the family's house, and we're going to set it all up that you're at the family's house. So it was all, like, literally scripted. What we said to each other wasn't that scripted. Sometimes they would stop and be like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Say that again and, like, get the cameras on you so you just repeat it. But I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> Speaking of that, I mean, you said at the beginning that you uh, live with your two cats. So I'm taking you're, you're not married or no boyfriend or nothing like that. No, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I never bring him up. <laughs> I think my cats are the most important thing. <laughs> now, now, is he in the business along with you, or is he not not in the business at all? 
No, 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 he's not in the business whatsoever. Um, the past six years, I've had uh, another boyfriend. Like, I just started dating him probably five months ago, but my previous boyfriend um, was a normal guy, too. I don't know. I, I find these normal guys that are okay with me being in the industry, and I don't know how I do it. <laughs> That's a really good point because that's that was actually my next question for you. Do you find it difficult maintain a relationship with a like you said a, a normal guy versus say an industry guy? I mean, do they look at you at first and say, "Oh, ooh, I you know I don't know about all this." Once you once you tell them what you do, or I mean, are you dealing with well, a pretty well? It's, I don't know. Okay, so I've been in the industry for eight years. So my first year in the industry, you know, I was dating like I was in college so I was getting um my first boyfriend I actually did do porn without him knowing and then when he found out he freaked out he's like you're disgusting I can't believe you did that so I was like okay whatever so he tried to make me quit the industry right away and I was like no I'm making too much money for that and I don't know where we're going so peace so (laughs) yeah so when I found my other um my ex-boyfriend who I dated for six years at first when we first met each other, he was in the front house. He was pretty much like, oh, this is cool, you know, I'm talking to a porn star. Like, his whole goal was to fuck a porn star. And then I kind of, like, lured him in, date me. And then he pretty much was a very big supporter. So he became, like, he didn't want to go have sex with, like, other people and stuff. He just became very supportive and trying to help me further my career. He's like, well, if you're in this, he's like, let's make this full force. Let's get you out there. So I was like, okay, cool. Because he wasn't, like, one of those suitcase pimps like most girls have. Or they're like, oh, go do porn. I take all your money. <laughs> he, made his, he made his own money. But my boyfriend now, he was friends with my ex-boyfriend. So when we first met, he already knew I was a porn star, obviously. So he was okay with it. He was pretty much like, I know that's your career. I support you. That's what you do. That's how you make your money. And he's like, I think it's cool. So I found a guy that thinks it's okay. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, is is it difficult for you, you know, to have sex with someone outside of the, I mean, you know, in other words, you, you, here you are at a shoot, you know, you want to go home and, and your boyfriend wants to be with you. I mean, is it hard to dis, to decipher the two? No, actually, you know, I don't know. To me, when I do, do have sex in the industry, pretty much, you know, it, it's become such a job and such like more like acting than mm-hmm. being intimate. So when I go home, I, I genuinely like having sex at home because it's more intimate and yeah. you like the person. And so I can, it's not really a big deal. So it doesn't matter if I have sex with somebody who's like 14 and sick in the industry. Mm-hmm. I still like coming home and having sex with my boyfriend. I mean, it sounds like you're, you know, obviously you feel like you've been asked a lot of questions in this, in this area and you sound like you're not so repressed. You have no problem with really talking about it openly as far as, you know, certain you like to keep some things private, I would imagine. Do you feel like, as a, our country period, we're just so sexually repressed, we make such a big deal of the littlest things that you get kind of a, a you know a stigmata put towards you as far as what you do for a living? Do you ever feel like people kind of look down at you at some point? Oh yeah, all, I mean all the time. I mean it hasn't changed in the last eight years that I've been doing it. I mean I would say we're a little bit more open than what we were back in the day, but I it still stinks because you know I still have friends. Like if you're my friend or you're my boyfriend or anything, like they still get a lot of I don't know what do you call it like hate too because they're like how can you be friends with a porn star? Or very judgmental. Yeah, very judgmental. Especially like, you know, my ex-boyfriend's family is okay with it. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, she seems like a normal girl, whatever she does in her 
you know, as a job, we don't judge her, but, like, my current boyfriend, like, he automatically told him I was a porn star, so now they kind of have, like, they're kind of like, oh, you know, she's a porn star, she does drugs, and, you know, she has sex, and that's kind of, like, horrible, and I'm just like, oh. so I still get it all the time, mm-hmm. and it stinks, but, you know, I kind of just learn to live with it and kind of just brush it off. <laughs> well, where do you think, how many years do you think you have in this industry before you think it's time to maybe hang up and, and try something different? Well, like I said, I don't know. I, we fanned 40, I forgot, you know, 13 years ago. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you could keep going as long as you want to, as long as you do it right to, I don't know, manage it. And I think I've been doing it the right way because most girls who get in the industry, you know, they're in for like a year or two. They do everything so quick and so fast. You know, they get ABN awards and stuff like that, and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't want that. I just want to continue to do it. I kind of like what I'm doing. So I, I kind of know how to manage it and keep it going year after year. An average month for you, is it something where you're doing one or two a month? Or is this like a couple days a week? Or how does this work when you get in the industry? How, how active are you, per, in the, say, in a month? Well, to fly out to LA, usually I try to go out once a month for every other month mm-hmm. and I'll go out for like 10 days sometimes you know I'll have like all 10 days booked or you know I'll have like three or four shoots so I just try to keep it going where I have a scene or two scenes or three scenes coming out every like two or three months just to keep my popularity going but my biggest thing is webcamming that's what I do at home 24-7 <laughs> it okay. just seems like that's the that's the new thing nowadays is webcamming because it's so easy you just sit at home you can have fun do it yourself and you make lots of money. <laughs> okay. Do you want to give? You want to tell everybody about your website where you can where we can find you on this? Yeah. Um. Well, I do two of them. Uh. One is cam4.com, and uh, I do that Tuesday and Thursdays, seven to eight p.m. Eastern time, and that free show for everybody. So anybody can log on and they can see, and it's for free. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I also do streamate.com, and uh, I do that every day, usually between seven p.m. until like midnight. <laughs> And you can find me on there and they do gold shows and stuff. So it's fun. I do that between Monday and Friday. Or, you know, I just mix it up. I, I can go on whenever I want to. I can go on at night during the day. So it's kind of like you have to follow me on Twitter see when I'm on. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Yeah, we, we put you on our Twitter account. And mm-hmm. we saw you're pretty active on your Twitter account. You really do, you know, you put a lot of tweets out there. And that's really nice because you, you keep in touch with your public and it kind of gives that personal touch for everybody. You get back to them and it kind of makes, you know, makes it feel like they, they know you a little bit, which is really nice. You know, it's not such an impersonal thing. Yeah, that's what I get a lot from my fans. They say love it, they interact. That's what I try to do. I try to act normal. It's not like I'm always posting like a naked photo of myself. And that's all I do, and I barely talk to anybody. I like to keep in contact with all my fans and tell them where I'm going to be if I'm, like, hosting events Philly so they come hang out with me. You know, I just did my birthday party probably two weeks ago, and I had, like, a whole bunch of fans come out. But they were kind of, like, surprised that they could actually come up and interact with me and talk to me and me actually be normal and not, like, oh, you got to stay away from me and hanging out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like that maybe when somebody finds out that you're in the adult film industry, do they feel like, oh, she must be easy? Do you ever feel like they kind of make that dis? I don't know how I want to. Yeah, you really like they almost like you're a prostitute. Don't realize that that's not that's not what you're doing. You know, a lot. It, it comes from a lot of girls. Like, I, it's just crazy how they think that. Like, if I walk into a club, I remember when um, I used to live in Stroudsburg, PA, and at ESU, everyone knew who who I was. Just mm-hmm. Small town, so everyone figures out like, oh, this is a porn star. So I'd walk into a club and like these girls are like pulling their boyfriends away, thinking that like 
<laughs> I'm going to have sex with your man. Like, no, I, I'm coming in with my own boyfriend. <laughs> I don't go around having sex with people. You know, I'm dealing with it right now with my best friend who her new boyfriend thinks that just because she hangs out with me, like, having some kind of, like, sex at our ha- my house. Like, <laughs> having sex 24-7 and having threesomes and me and her dice and we, we do it with each other all the time. I'm like, dude, you know, like, yes, we've had freaky moments and we've had fun and stuff like that, but she's my friend and I like to do normal things like, hey, let's go to the mall, not like, hey, I'm going to go have sex with her. Yeah, it's, your life is not what people see in, in your movies. You're not going grocery store and asking for a pound of meat and then going in the back room and having sex with the guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, people have this, pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like that dissociation that people make with an actor. They see somebody, but they don't see that person. They see the person they're portraying on a movie, and they they have a problem seeing the difference. Yeah, so, they forget. Mm-hmm. It's usually always, you know, obviously a lot of my fans realize that, but it's always seems vulnerable when they when they hear porn stars are like, oh my god, freak, and they have sex all the time, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> if I like to, I like to do normal things. Thank you very much. And no, I'm not having sex with my best friend every day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I really wanted to ask is, what's something that you can tell us, uh, without getting super personal, obviously, but what's something you can tell us you do that most people wouldn't expect from you? Uh, like a hobby or something along that line. What's something that you do in your spare time? The one thing, like I said, couple times i have a stroller for my cat i like to go walk throughout philadelphia with my cats and strollers and i like that's kind of fun to me mm-hmm. i even have leashes for them <laughs> oh wow okay so <laughs> you dog, so if being if being a porn star wasn't enough for some people walking your cats around is going to do it too yeah you know what um people have <laughs> apparently it's been on some radio stations too because people have noticed me you know <laughs> walking around and you know i don't it's not like i dress up with my hair extensions in and everything, so I look fabulous when I'm strolling these cats around because I think that would even draw more attention. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, there's that to me is a hobby. I like doing that. And my cats are like my everything. I have clothes for them. I have little, you know, pink toenails for them. I shave Whoa. them into lions. Like, well, I do the whole work. I have four cats myself. I just don't, I, I don't go that far, but. No. I, but I'll be, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I, you don't get a pet to not, if you don't, if you're not into them. And obviously I, I love my cats. They're, they're all unique personalities. And, it, and in a way, it's like having your kids. You're going to take care of them yeah. the same way. You're going to treat them the same way. After a while, you start talking to them, you know, like it's one of your kids. So that's, it's obviously something, uh, you're very close to your cats. You love your cats and you take them out in public, obviously, but. The, you know, the leash thing, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a basset hound and he likes to uh, go on Jeep rides, but I certainly wouldn't put him in a stroller and take him around the uh, development. That's for sure. You know, I, I think it's cool that, that you don't mind doing that. That's it's a really a new thing. I've never really heard that before. But oh, yeah, hey, people Jack... thought I was crazy. So. <laughs> Jackie, let me ask you a question. When when you're on set, have they ever asked you to do something that you're just not comfortable with? Or are you pretty just like open to, to pretty much anything? Or has there ever just this level of just no, I'm not going to do that? You know, probably at the beginning, when I first started in the industry, there was a lot of things that I wasn't really open to. Like, mm-hmm. I was really scared to have come on my face. I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, this is acid. Um, I've grown sexually ever since then for, like, years. I've gained, you know, uh, more of a sex drive and, you know, learned a lot of things about myself. So uh, now you can't pretty much tell me anything that I won't do, except for I refuse to anything up my butt. 
nothing's going near my butt. Sorry. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I imagine. How many times do you ask? <laughs> I, I can't imagine, and no. this is just me personally speaking. I, I don't find anything about that fun at all. I can't see how that's fun for anybody. I guess some people were into that. Some women will tolerate it and even act like they love it because they're, they think, I guess, they would advance them in certain areas. Have you ever gotten in an area and or gotten onto a set where you just kind of got that vibe? You just don't like the area. You just don't like what's going on here, and you left, or does that ever really happen to you? Or do you, or do you deal with just reputable agencies? Oh yeah, no, uh, that thing. Like I would say at the beginning of my, you know, career, I would say there was a couple of times it was kind of iffy, and I'm like, oh, what am I doing? You know, but I still did it. Nowadays, like you know, my agent's really good, and he won't put me in any scenarios that I don't agree with. I don't think there's ever been a time since then uh, that I've ever said, oh, you know, I want to get off set. I don't think I'm comfortable with this. You know, if I do feel like there's something that I didn't agree with or there's, you know, a disagreement, you know, I always contact my agent and then he'll figure it out and resolve mm -hmm. it. So not really, you know, nobody has done anything to really like, I've heard, you know, bad things to other people. So I'm surprised that it hasn't happened to me, but mm -hmm. no. Pretty good. My thing was, I guess, when you said you when you first started getting back to when you first started, how long did it actually take for you to get comfortable with like with the crew in the room while you were actually doing the filming and all? Um, you know, to get comfortable with everybody in the room, it probably took a year to get comfortable with everything that I was doing, like being comfortable with getting cum on my face or eating it or them asking me to do stuff or being comfortable with my body. It probably took me like three years to be like completely like, you know what, I don't. I don't care anymore. Like, I love it. I enjoy this. Like, I love having come on a phase. Or I love this. Or I don't. So, it's mm -hmm. approximately three years. Do you actually get to pick who you want to be with? I mean, in other words, like, if you're doing a, a film in this big, fat sloppy hairy guy comes in and you you know i mean do you have the ability to look at them and go no i don't i'm not doing this i mean or or is it just i'm gonna have to deal with it and do it oh well nowadays i do like i can sit there and say no i'm not gonna work with this person but i do have a no list so before anything ever happens you know i'll never work with the people that are on my no list because they'll be like, oh, well, he doesn't work for that person, so you might as well get another person. Oh, okay. But I never really have anybody show up that's like ugly. Usually nowadays, like companies have certain guys that they use all the time and they use them over and over again. So it's always usually the same guy. It's always like a, a small group of people that we use over and over again. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm thinking of two people right now. And these are guys who seem to have been around forever. Some guy named Peter North. You know who that is? Uh, is he like, still active in the industry? Uh, yeah, he does sometimes. He sometimes does uh, videos on his own, but he has his own empire. So oh, he wow. has his own videos and he has his own people that he has other people shoot for him. So, But yeah, back in the day. I worked with him. There's another guy I'm thinking of, but for some reason I can't I can't think of his name. But I've actually seen him in a Charlie Sheen movie, like he did a bit part. He started out skinny, then he got real big, and I I think I actually seen him oh. on the, the Surreal Life that Isn't one that, time. Um, Ron Jeremy. Yeah, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> uh, no. There's I don't know if you ever listen to Adam Carolla. No. He's, he's very funny. He actually talks about Ron Jeremy, and he says, like, if you watch his videos from the beginning of his career all the way up to now, you can actually see him getting bigger. <laughs> it's like you would think at some point somebody would have said something to him by now that maybe nobody really wants to watch him, <laughs> but it's just kind I of problem. I don't even think he cares anymore. I think he's kind of, you know, I, I'm rich and famous, so I don't even care if I'm overweight. Oh, sure. But I refuse to work with him no matter what, because it's just like... He's it's been doing it a long much. time, yeah. Yeah, it's me and my friend had to work with him the one time, and uh, he said he was nice. He was, like, the nicest person ever. You know, they had 
catering. They had everything on set. Like they had, like it was just like he was like really, really famous. But she said the sex was just like, just like a fat, hairy guy on top of you trying <laughs> to have sex with you. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine you'd be doing most of the work anyway, so. Yeah, right? Well, I I don't even want to know how it would go. I don't want to think about him on top of me or anyway. <laughs> well, okay, that brings me to the next question. I've heard, I don't know the particulars. I don't even want to pretend like I know exactly what was going on. But I did hear something on the news about there was a scare um, and actually shut the adult film industry down for a short period of time. Why they were, there was somebody who had, I guess he had been tested positive for AIDS. Um, did you hear about that? That was probably a while ago. Really? Okay. There was getting one nervous? that was just recent, so, okay. but that wasn't AIDS, that was syphilis. Oh, so, okay, all right. Like I said, I didn't yeah. know what the particulars were, but would you th- what do you think the difference between, say, 20, 30 years ago up till now is? I mean, how is the process today done uh, to keep things safe for everybody? Well, I would say, you know, I kind of envy the people that back 30 years ago who did porn because I think it was kind of safer for them because they did get tested, but it was a very small group of people. Mm-hmm. So it's like they always worked with each other, and it wasn't like you had anybody just coming into the industry and trying to be a porn star. Because nowadays, any girl can do it. They can just be like, you know what, I feel like being a porn star. And they come in, they get tested, and then they can start shooting. So I think it was a little bit safer back then. I, nowadays, you know, we do get tested. Uh, I would say I would like us to get tested a little bit more. Like me, for my personal reasons, I get tested before I go out to LA, but then I also get tested when I get back because I don't want to bring anything back to, you know, my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm not in the industry for, I don't know, like say I'm not working like a couple months, we still get tested anyhow. For my safety reasons, I just want to make sure I'm safe. And um, it just stinks because I don't think we're that safe. Because you know you got girls who are escorting, so they can go, and you got girls who are escorting without condoms, so you don't know what's going on with them, and mm-hmm. they can get tested, and then after they get tested, go escort, and then you don't know if they are bringing something in. So that's that's the unsafe part. That's why I wish we kind of had condoms, so <laughs> it'd make everything a little bit better. But I know if they start using condoms, that you know people would branch somewhere else, like overseas markets, mm-hmm. to watch porn, and it would kind of hurt us a lot. Sure. If we did that. So but, I kind of feel like we should have more testing or something has to be done. But what happens is testing is so expensive. It's like, you know, $160, $200 each time you want to get tested, oh, a wow. panel test. So it's hard for porn girls to continue to get tested over and over and over again. You would almost think that that would be paid for by, you know, the companies that are employing you to come and do work. You'd almost think that that would be something that they would yeah, demand that yeah. it's done. You know, they did start doing it. I can't remember what it's called the APHSS or whatever the thing is called, where you kind of can get for the next two months now, you can kind of get refunded for getting tested so much because of the syphilis scare. Everyone had to go uh, get tested, mm-hmm. and then a lot of them actually had to go get medicine, even if they tested negative. Everyone had to get medicine. I was like, that's stupid. Like, you're, you're going to inject me with medicine that I don't need if I come up negative. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. What happened is I waited it out, and then finally they came up with a test that was take it, and 14 days later you take another test again, and if both came out negative, you're perfectly fine. Okay. So okay. I I was happy I didn't have to take the medicine, but a lot of the people that were in LA, if they wanted to continue to work, they had to take the penicillin shot, and then they had to wait 90 days to work. And I was like, and a lot of people got sick off of it. I was like, well, duh, like you're injecting people with medicine that even if they come up negative, they don't need. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, it's a, it's strong medicine. You're getting injected in the ass, so. 
it's like that, you know, the flu shot. You know, I don't, yeah. I, barely, I barely ever get the flu. The one year I did get it really bad was the year I got the flu shot. There's the irony there. But. Um, yeah, it, it's things, you know, you get things like that. I mean, the, the syphilis scare, uh, I thought it was kind of a horrible thing that happened. I mean, you know, the person who decided to alter his test, and this person who's been in the industry for like 20 years, so you would think he would know better. And he ended up getting syphilis and then taking his test through talent testing and altering it by, um, yeah, apparently like he flipped over the syphilis thing and then recopied it and then printed it out so it looked like he didn't have syphilis. And I'm just like, you're tr- putting everybody at risk. Yeah. <clears throat> I think someone should be punished for that. I think something should be done because, yeah, you're putting everyone at risk, like, especially with AIDS, like the, mm-hmm. I think this was like a year ago when someone had AIDS and he continued to work mm. and it's like you're giving people AIDS like that's horrible like you're giving people something to die this was okay it's terrible cool but like you're giving AIDS to people and apparently like two other girls got it and it's like nobody gets punished for it yeah that almost doesn't seem right you're basically killing people and knowing yeah. that you're doing it seems a premeditated action you would think somebody could press charges over that yeah you know I would but you know <laughs> I would definitely go after the person I'd be really mad <laughs> sure, sure. Now, as far I mean, I'm not going to ask you know as far as how much money you make, but but the average person that would come in, or or even say like someone that was just beginning their filming career, like what do they normally start off at versus say like the top level, like the the Jenna Jamesons that that kind of got. Yeah, you got to figure how many girls go into the the adult industry thinking I'm going to be rich. You know, right. obviously that's not that can't be the truth. I mean. There's so many people doing it. It just can't be the truth. So, I mean, you, could you give us a general idea? Um, okay. Well, usually, I mean, like I said, eight years ago, the industry was like the best ever. So I was making like so much money. Uh, nowadays, you know, with the economy being horrible and there's so much piracy, it has gone down a lot for just regular industry girls that have been in the industry for like ever. Um, I would say girls who come in the industry are, unless they're naive. No pun intended, I take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're, uh, your mind is in the gutter. Come on now. <laughs> Unless you're naive and stupid and you, you go with like a bullshit agent who, you know, will get you stupid rates for like $600, boy, girl. There are people out there that do that. There are girls that will do that just because they need money right away. But a standard industry rate when girls come in, they're pretty much at the same level as regular girls who've been in the industry forever. You know, I would say like Asa Kira or Lisa Ann are like way above just because of who they are right now. They're like famous for what they do. So they're making a lot more. They're able to charge a lot more just because they've been in the industry. And, you know, Asa, she's, you know, I knew her since the day she started and mm-hmm. uh, she just skyrocketed. But eventually she's going to come down and, you know, she's going to disappear after a while. But usually girls come in the industry the same rate, same rate as I'm getting. It's crazy to me, but it just sucks because there's so many girls, there's so much competition that if you raise your rates too high, then people are like, well, I'll just go for the girl who does it for 800 or I'll do it for the girl who's willing to do it for 900 mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you have to keep it at a certain level. Kind of everyone has to keep it at the same rate so that you continue to get booked. I get it. Sure. Now, is there a substantial difference in pay from the girls to the guys? I mean, do the guys get paid like jack shit in comparison to what you guys get paid? Oh, yeah. 100%. (laughs) It stinks (laughs) because they do all the work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's way there. (laughs) I think I saw a short stint here on TV once with Jamie Jameson. There was a guy that asked her, 
you know, how I could be a porn star. And, and she said that that was one of the most common questions she got. All the guys think they could be a porn star. But she, she basically said, well, if you think you could be a porn star, then go into a room full of 50 people, pull out your dick and start jerking off. If you can do that, then maybe you got a career in porns. But most guys, I would assume they could do it. But it's I think guys have more of a a fear of being in front of all these people. Would you find that to be generally true or? Oh yeah, 100%. She's exactly right. Cause I get it all the time. Like, oh, I have, I have like an eight and a half inch stick. I can get it hard. And I'm like, okay, well you can get it hard by yourself. But like I said, if you put a camera right near your ball, are you going to be able to get hard? Especially if it's a guy with a camera and then you have someone who's holding a water bottle and then you have a mic and all that crazy stuff. It takes a lot of endurance to be able to get your dick hard in front of everybody. And it kind of stinks people. You know, the guys do get paid a lot less because they have to do a lot more, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the industry have to take Viagra because they're not just doing one scene a day. They're doing two to three scenes a day. So they have to make sure they stay hard or they take Viagra just to stay hard because it is nerve-wracking. I mean, we don't really get anything, you know, hard. You know, we can use lube if we don't get wet. It's like we have the easy job. But uh <laughs> I do feel like a lot of guys in the industry don't get paid the amount they should. You know, I think they should kind of get paid as much as we do because they're doing exactly what we're doing. But the only people that actually get paid as much as a girl does is, like, the famous one, like Tommy Dunn or uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. There's, like a whole, there's probably, like, five people in the industry that are guys that get paid as much or even more than a girl does because they're used all the time. Yeah, that that has to be so difficult. I mean, you got to think, like, if you're in the middle of a scene – and then, you know, somebody yells cut and then you got to go right back at it again and then to have to get hard and go through everything all back. That that has to be a real pain in the ass for the guys. Oh, yeah, oh, completely. I mean, sometimes you can cut like seven to eight times within like a half hour like film just because something happens. You got to do this. Or you got to do that. And, they you know, they cut. You're done. You know, it's not like they just sit there and jerk off or you give them head until it's time to do it again. And then they just have to be able to get hard again or stay hard and then start fucking again. Oh, <laughs> so it, it is hard for the guy. And I feel that. I mean, I, I do help, you know, sometimes. Like, if you cut, you know, you have to get the guy hard again. Like, I don't want to sit there all day and wait for the guy to get hard. So, yeah, I'm going to start giving him head so we can get this show on the road. A lot of girls a lot of girls won't do it. A lot of girls won't do that. They'll just sit there and stare at him and be like, Well, you gotta get yourself hard. It's like, really? Would you <laughs> do you feel like the pe I'm assuming that the crew, uh, they've been doing it for so long. Looking at a naked w- woman in front of them is just basically old school. They, it's, it doesn't even really pique their interest that much anymore. I, I would imagine the only time you really get somebody staring a lot is somebody who's kind of new. Um, so do you, do you find that to be mostly true or do you have any issues yeah. with the crew mostly or? I never have issues with the crew now that I'm thinking about it. Usually they're mostly all the same people mm-hmm. when it comes to companies. You know, sometimes we'll have new people like, you know, a PA or somebody who comes and gets water and stuff like that, but, other than that, they don't really stare. They just kind of, they're told what they have to do. And again, when I'm in the scene, I don't really notice anybody around me. I kind of just am focused on the camera, either if I have to look at the camera or I have to pretend the camera's not there. I just go at it. So whoever's staring at me or if someone's in the background staring at me, I don't even notice. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've always kind of wondered, like, when you're going out, say you and your boyfriend, or you're just kind of going out, have, you know, somebody staring at you, you can tell they, they kind of, they're trying to pinpoint where they know you from. And you, you're kind of weirded out. Yes. You know what I really like is the people that are from a far distance and they literally sh- like 
put their camera up and you know they're taking a photo of you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, blatant. Like, oh, hey, look, I know who you are, but I'm taking a photo, but I'm not coming up to ask you if you would like your photo taken. I'm just going to take it as a distance. Or maybe some, somebody's that. with their wife or somebody's with their girlfriend and they look at you and then they do a double take or... <laughs> don't imagine Yeah, or they just stare at you. Like, you have that... They, they have this glare. Yeah, I know. I've, I've dealt with it when I'm either in CVS or Walmart or... It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that awkward feeling because it's not like I dress up all the time looking like a porn star. Mm-hmm. So to have somebody stare at me and then they're like, God, you look familiar. And I'm just like, oh, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> my, my last question for you, Jackie, before we let you go is what is one thing that a guy could do that would just completely turn you off? I mean, I mean, I know that there's a lot of questions out there as far as what, what could turn you on, but what is the one thing that could turn you off? As a normal guy? Yeah, yeah just, what, just a regular guy. Yeah, like a misconception or something. But what's or one you thing could, that just get, drives you nuts? You just can't you, take it. You could give us both if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, I, I, yeah, and and don't give us that. Oh, Sandy, warm, you know, walks on the beach and sunsets and reading a good book. And what what don't you like? Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? That's not the point. Oh, no answer. Kyra does that. <laughs> Um, I hate, you know what I hate is guys who are so forward, like, you know, at the club stuff that I notice, like, guys will come up to me, just even if they don't know me, I just look like a hot girl, and they'll be really, really forward, like, let me buy you a drink, and how are you, like, they automatically assume just because I'm a hot girl, I'm going to have sex with them, like, they're just, they just start talking to you, and they don't let you go, it's like such turn off, it's like, if you come up and you're nice, but you give me my face, and you kind of act like you're kind of hard to get, that's cool, I like that, because then I kind of, like, follow the leader like if you're gonna act hard to get i'm gonna chase after you kind of thing but i get guys so many times that come up to me and they're just like hey baby how are you do you want to drink oh you're so hot what do you do you know what are you doing tonight like go away (laughs) 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 that's not hot or they give you cheesy lines too like you know people say that never happens i get that all the time they'll just say stupid stuff and you're just like really does that work for you because it doesn't work for me (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Obviously, you have a boyfriend now, and you had one before that, but there was a point where you were, you know, you were single for a while. Uh, There were some guys out there that felt you very unapproachable. They just kind of looked like maybe. I've always heard these stories where the women that said they were too beautiful. They they felt like the guys just felt like they were too unapproachable, so they had a hard time, you know, getting somebody to approach them. Obviously, your boyfriend that you have now, you said it was a friend of your previous boyfriend, so it's in a way you had a connection there already. But did you find you find it hard to bring up beyond that? Um, yeah, you know what, There, it goes with guys and girls, too, because I have a lot of people that, they say, when I'm all dressed up, they say that I have this, like, you know, they say I have this aura that you can't come up and talk to me, that I'm not, like, really nice, and I'm like, and, you know, after a while, people realize, like, once they start talking to me, I'm, like, the nicest person, like, I'm not rude, you know, I don't say mean things, but for some reason, people say I have this look, like, that you can't touch me, I'm just, like, beautiful, and I have, like, a bitchy look, and I'm just like, no, no, you can come up and talk to me, I'm nice, I smile. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So, but I get it with both, I get it with guys, and I get it with girls, because girls won't come up and talk to me, they'll automatically, every girl that I've ever talked to, they said, yeah, you know, when I first met you, I thought you were a bitch, because they didn't talk to me, they didn't even talk to me, they didn't even say hi to me. Just because of what I look like, they thought I was a bit. I was like, really? Hmm. Awesome. I definitely can contest the you know the conversation we've been having for this last hour. You're very outgoing, very nice person. We really appreciate you coming on the show. We'd love to have you back in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. I, I love doing things like this, and 
people don't think I do either. It's, it's like this misconception with porn stars. It, I mean, there are girls out there that are rude, you know, who do drugs, who, who make the porn industry look bad. Mm-hmm. But I try to make the porn industry look a lot better because I want to be one of those people like Lisa and too. I mean, we both want these misconceptions to go away, so we try our hardest to make it not that way. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I think it's cool. <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it, Jack. All right, everybody, that was Jackie Joy. Like I said, she was just the best. Everybody should go to at Jackie Joy on Twitter and follow her. Yeah, Zach. Um, you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if you feel the same way, but in everyday life, you just don't have a female talking about having cum on her face. So it was one of those deals where like I felt like I was blushing a little bit while, while she was talking and I felt like a little uh you know a little fourth grade schoolboy there when when she was talking about some of the thing like when where, like the interview question where I had to had to say the word sex. I'm sitting around going, should I actually say that? Like like you know I, I <laughs> like ne- you almost felt embarrassed to say it to her but right. she I like never, she has a way of putting you at ease. You just don't want to like disrespect any female but then she comes out with all these words that you're th- well, like oh my goodness she just said blowjob you now I, i'm pretty positive that she's open to anything at this point <laughs> like i said anybody was... wants to follow her you should go to at jackie joy that's twitter by the way at jackie joy uh go to our website at thestatementshow.com or follow us on twitter at statement show that's at statement show and you know what, Zach? I just wanted to say something real quick. Believe me, when we first started doing the podcast, I knew nothing about Twitter. And now I get a lot of my breaking news through Twitter. Oh, so, uh, you know, we, we, we've spoken to a lot of people that Twitter and they're sitting around and, and I, mean, I don't, I don't know about Twitter. I don't know. So don't be scared of Twitter. It's literally the easiest thing in the world. You know, you go in, you sign up at statement show. Obviously you follow us first. Oh, <laughs> and then, and then Jackie Joy. Oh, sure. And then. And, and I'm telling you right now, you will love it. You will be able to get all our breaking news when we're going to have our guest on. We're going to throw it out there. You'll be able to tweet us, email us, do whatever you need to do. Maybe your questions can get on the podcast. Feel free to contact us anytime. Like I say, we're going to we're going to do our best to get the breaking news out there on, on any guest on what we're planning on talking about. We've got so much going on and, and feel free to tweet us anytime. We'll try to get back to you as quickly as we can. Oh, sure. And we're lining up guests all the time, and we'll tweet them out there. And if you have questions for them, get it to us. Go to our website, thestatementshow.com, and send us an email at thestatementshow at gmail.com. All right, Terry, man, I think it's time to turn the lights out on another episode of The Statement Show. That's right. All right, everybody, next week. See you. Zach, what? Chahi. 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 Like you're saying he, like put Che in front of him. Yeah. 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 So now we know why she's in the porn industry. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Can these people? All right, so I think I'm ready. All right. right. Whenever you're ready, go ahead. Your mind is in the gutter. Come on now. (laughs) Real quick opinion from you Geno's or Pat's? Which one should I go to? None. Go to Tony's. Really? What is that? uh, Tony Luke's up there. Okay, yeah. That's the spot. Thanks for joining us at The Statement Show. If you like the show, go to our website at thestatementshow.com and click on one of our affiliates. Subscribe to our show at iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also, check us out on Facebook and YouTube and at Twitter at Statement Show. For comments or concerns or to be a guest on The Statement Show, email us at thestatementshow at gmail.com. 